All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of Optimal You, episode nine, mm. chatting with Colton. That's your number. That's my number, boy. That's my number, Joe. Yeah. Nine. Nine uh, in football, nine in moto. Uh, I was actually three in basketball, but three <laughs> times three is nine, so it's still good. We get there. And my birthday's nine, nine, 88. Wild. Dang. I lived on Nine Gate House Lane. Oh my gosh. This I, is your when episode. When the Titans went to the Super Bowl, Steve McNair at the time was like my favorite quarterback <laughs> and he's number nine. And I was like, dude, this is so perfect. They're yeah. going to win. And then they lost. Anyways. Dude. It's, I love it. It's it was meant, meant to, to be. be I love it. Meant because to be, that's, that's what this episode is about. So as most of you can tell already, my guest today is Colton Brockbake again. Welcome welcome back, Colton. Happy Man. to have you. Joe, this is three, dude. I love this. Three <laughs> times I get to party with you. Yeah, I've, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more mm. coming well, up second too. that we, we actually get to talk together on yeah. this differently than the first time, which was actually my favorite episode. That was good. Just for the record. It was a breakthrough for me too. There's a lot of stuff that we... We talked about that I made a lot of cognitive recognition of, of different things and happened before in my life and why I am the way I am today. It was it was really good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good so stuff. today and why this episode is your episode, uh, I had this idea um, and it actually started with the um, diss tracks, <laughs> right? I Machine Gun it, Kelly and Eminem, you, you were really big on it. So fired up, dude. <laughs> I so... love I first of all, I just love hip hop beef. Yeah. I don't like when people die, but I love like hip hop drama for some reason is different than anything else to me because I just love rap battles. It makes good music. It, it makes, makes good such good music. Good music, dude. good news. Oh, so man. so from that I, I got this thought, right? Like the different ciphers that rappers do, they're just that's their craft. In that style of rap, right? right? They're just there and they're just spitting their game. And I was like, man, we should be doing that. I should be doing that. This is essentially my craft. I'm going to own it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to put that out there in the universe. I should be able to spit game like that of motivation and positivity. <clears throat> the second reason why I wanted to do the episode today with you, um, I have had guests on the show. Dually, I want to have individuals share their stories. Um, while they may be tough, they are motivating because they've been through you know, adversity in their lives. And it's awesome to know that if somebody has made through something difficult, you can put yourself in that situation, right? You can sure. put yourself in, I'm going through this. Well, it's not the same. They made it through that, so I can make it through this. And that's great. And I've loved having every single guest that I've had on the show. But I also want to bring content. I want to help mm. people as well. And so today what uh, I have outlined and suggested for the episode is that you come prepared with a few thoughts. And then I have a few thoughts suggested on mostly motivation, but we'll see where the conversation goes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I know the conversation is going to go uh, where it, you know, where it's supposed to be directed like this episode. I had no idea nine was your number and, and look at you're here. <laughs> well, and, I, and um, the fun thing about you and I together as a dynamic is that um, our styles are really different. And I like that actually. I actually like that you have- I'm Cholo. A, well, yeah, and I'm very pale, and I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm strong, and You're... I'm really buff. <laughs> nice, working out again. <laughs> it's been a while, Joe. I couldn't That's have good. I couldn't have this. Colton, you're looking chubby anymore from any friends, family, wife, nothing. Man, I'm done. Dirty thirty now, bro. I'm, put, I'm I'm putting Dude, that out there. <laughs> I know thirty, and my knees are feeling better ever better than ever now than they have in the past like five years so i'm like dude it's my year man i'm going for it so anyways um but i like our different styles was the whole point of it um motivation and you know i'm like a wellness coach and ways of healing and that kind of thing which fits into the same mold we still mm -hmm. rock the same boat just a different viewpoint on things which i love so yeah and and that's why I wanted you to come in to do this episode with me well, too, good. because we have a same shared vision, 
yet our approach, like you said, is individual, unique yeah. for us and who we are. And and I love that. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the things that I want to talk about today, the it's thoughts that I have. It's not about how cold it is in your, your place, is it? Is that, that's not what you want to talk about. Is it cold? I'm just kidding. I'm just being a pansy right now, dude. I don't know why it's cold in my house, Joe. I've been cold Man, all day. Man, you want day. me to get a sweater for no, you? No, just keep going. So if anybody <laughs> sees RT, I actually have... That's a natural thing. So just keep going. Joe knows. Everybody has nipples. <laughs> I know, but I've got like these. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is it. a family show. <laughs> Welcome to the Joe this is show. A no, just kidding. Yeah. Optimal so, Joe. You. Something that I'm really big on is this. Um, oh, I want to say idea. Uh, and I'll, I'll go with that. This This idea that our thoughts are powerful beyond our comprehension. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of strength within our thoughts. And the the first um, topic that I want to talk about is the power that we have with our thoughts, that we should be aware of the thoughts that are passing through our mind. They say that on average, we have sixty to 70,000 thoughts pass through our mind every day. Mm. Think about that pretty wild that is a lot now if now which which how many of those are self-talk thoughts exactly is that what you right. were gonna say yeah what are those thoughts what are the thoughts yeah. that we are putting into our mind um what are we exposing our mind to to have thoughts about but most importantly which of those are good and which of those are bad first that it's so easy to devalue ourselves we can get into this mindset in this thought pattern and we may not even recognize it um, by putting ourselves down and putting weakness into our mind. And the biggest way that we do this is through past experiences. We make a mistake. We do fall short of our own expectations or others' expectations. Um, we are not able to accomplish a goal, a task, or something that we set out with. And from that moment that that happens we have those thoughts reoccurring after. It's important for us to be conscious of the thoughts that we are putting into our mind. Sure. I'll even give you another thought on that too because a lot of the time when people start, especially with the self-talk stuff, they start beating themselves up, things from the past, especially from the past. Something will happen from the past and they'll go, why am I such an idiot? And then they'll come up with, thousands of reasons why they're an idiot and why that would happen to them. Of course it would happen to them. And mm-hmm. and so even yes. more than just the thought itself is actually starts with the question. A lot of our thoughts stem from poor questions we ask ourselves. We're as a as a race, human race, it's it's less commonly seen that you ask yourself good questions versus poor questions. That's mm-hmm. why self-love I think is derived in a harsh way because yeah a lot of the times the questions we ask ourselves are really hurtful really hurtful why am i so ugly why am i so dumb why am i so this there's tons and tons and tons of you know instead of asking things like why did my dad leave or why did this person say this hurtful thing to me um, I've come to understand and see, this is a funny thing as I said that, mm-hmm. I've come to see that understanding those things uh, is the booby prize of life. It doesn't do you any good. I like booby prizes. Yeah, well, a lot of people do. <laughs> 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 booby prizes are good. But, but people look at that as like, if I were to understand why that, that happened to me, so they come up with all these reasons to validate why it did. Yes, yeah. And it's and it's big, right? So, you know, you mentioned past and past mistakes, and, and maybe some things that other people do, but we try to create a story around that. That it was something that I did. I yeah. was responsible for that, uh, you know. And and say it is something like you know abuse or neglect or something like that. That's sure. that's not you. Let's take my situation, right? Like going into foster care. I thought for so long, you know, what was it, what is it about me that this happened to me? And that was the story that I carried with myself for so long, which is why I didn't share my story because I believed 
maybe that I didn't create that situation, but because that situation happened to me, I was something less. So like you said, I would put a story with something that happened in the past and I carried that for so long in the forward into the future with me. And it really was limiting for such a long time until I came to the understanding and realization that it doesn't matter what has happened in my past. And lately I've been feeling that, you know, you're, your past is not you. Your past experiences definitely create who you are right now. And I think that's big for people. You need to understand that, right? Your past does not define you. It creates who you are. But more important is who you're going to be tomorrow. And what are you going to do today to create that tomorrow? Move on from that experience. So so say like with me in foster care, I could still be holding that inside and not letting it um, releasing myself from that and essentially doing what I'm doing right now, right? Career-wise, launching Optimal You and trying and sharing this positive message with others and using that story as what it was meant to be as something to build and to strengthen me. And so going back to that original thought, right? Don't devalue yourself because these things happen to us. That is not us. Right. <laughs> and yeah. Don't tell yourself that. So, so, well, what I'm trying to stress with this, right, is no matter what happens in your past, to an, to an extent, I believe you're not responsible for your past. It's, it's already happened, right? It, let it be, you know? Yeah. Whatever happened in your past has happened. What you're responsible for right now in this moment is tomorrow and where you're going to go down the road. Um, and I think that that's so strong. And once people understand this, right, then we can become more conscious of those thoughts that we're putting into our mind. We can stop telling ourselves the story. I'm weak. I'm so stupid. Uh, I am, by the way, is the two most powerful words because what follows that is really creates who we are. Totally. Totally. Um, thought on that too. Uh, all that you just said with leading into, I'm loving it, Joe. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So um, there's there's a power in in taking a look at your past, only to empower you, though. Yes, only to empower you. Exactly what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also a misconception with people that they should just leave their past in the behind type thing and completely leave it behind, right? I mean, that's a Lion King quote. I was going to say, I know somebody, his name's Simba. Yeah, right. He just <laughs> leaves his past in his behind. And uh, What are you going to do? I'm going to hit you with that stick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you are. <laughs> Which, uh, that that whole, when he comes out and sees Simba, right? And he's like, he's like, I know who you are. And that's a really powerful thing for somebody else to see you um, in your value. This is things even you and I have talked mm-hmm. about it with each other. Yeah, um, is seeing other people for their true value. It's cool to have in that instance with like Simba to see like, look, I he Rafiki knew Simba's past. He knew what had happened, mm-hmm. and even if he thought that like it really was Simba's fault, he's like, look, I know who you are though. Like whatever you've done, I know who you are. And that's exactly what you're saying is like the stuff that's happened in the past isn't you. Take a look at the stuff, turn it over, look at it, take a peek at all the things that's going on there and really get all the lessons that you can learn from it. Hell yeah, dude, you know you don't want to do certain things that happen to you. You don't want to put people through that. That's a huge, powerful lesson. I, I can say from my dad, he didn't really have a dad growing up at all. He had like 17 different ones. My grandma got around a little bit because of that. And she she was actually the sweetest lady on earth. So I don't <laughs> want to stain it in a, a poor way. She's one of my favorite people that's ever lived on the planet, hands down. Mm-hmm. We even have things called neniisms after her. But <laughs> but she did. She had a lot of different husbands. And because of that, um, and and guys that she brought around, that it just my dad's real dad was just not a good dude, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And um my dad could have totally just been like, screw the world, whatever. I, I am that pile of dump and all the things Continued that, he, that. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, his dad said some crappy things to him. Had he taken it to heart, I would be a completely different person right now, probably. That, that's amazing. Kenny B is an awesome guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. So I anyways, never would have thought. <laughs> yeah. Take, <laughs> right? take a look, mm-hmm. take a look at your past. Don't, don't leave it there, but 
move on from it is what you're saying is don't you you have to use it yeah but don't let it use you totally yes because everything that happens like you said has has happened for a reason in creating who you are sure it's it's like a river yeah and and i guess i don't want to discredit anybody who's been through some difficult shit in their lives because you know saying that's what you're yeah no no but i want to make sure that that's like what i'm saying right like you go through tough times and and guess what i know that take the time that you need to get over those things, but do just that. Get over it and then yeah. put it in your past, put the story with it and help it um, propel you and move you forward. Yeah. You, uh, so, so not well, only- Before you move on. Yeah, no, just so you oh, know. no, this is on oh, the same okay. topic, but okay, go ahead, okay. but go ahead. I was just gonna say, and don't move around it. Go, yeah. go through the hard shit, do yeah. it. Go through it. That's the hardest thing. So keep, go so, what you're saying. So I'm on this Conor McGregor kick. Uh, he's got this fight this weekend coming up, right? So, so I've been listening that. to, and I loved watching his um, documentary on Netflix. It was awesome. I Going into that, my perception and my thoughts of McGregor is he's a cocky SOB. Like this guy is just going out there. He's got a mouth on him. But to hear of his story and what he came up in and worked through to get where he's at, 100%. One of my favorite guys because he is hard work and he is grit and he's dedication to get where he's at. And I believe that there's a point, right, <laughs> that you can have confidence. <laughs> sure. And people see that as cockiness because we're like, oh my gosh, this guy's making millions of dollars and look at him running his mouth. Like he's so he's so much more than us at this moment. Right. We view that as then this guy's cocky, right. but that's his confidence. And there's a there's. It's interesting that I say this, but there's like a meekness about it. In my mind, he's earned that right for mm. everything that he's been through. He's put in all of the hours of the work That's on the map. That's interesting you use the word meek. I like that. <laughs> it's interesting. It, well, it it is because at a point, right, you think about Muhammad Ali. There are still people, though, who will say he was cocky. But now sure. what do we think of Muhammad Ali? He's the best. He's the greatest of all time. You know how much Muhammad Ali ran his mouth? I was listening to something this morning. He was was like worse than McGregor. (laughs) Yeah. He's maybe not quite with with the F words and stuff, but (laughs) when he was fighting Sonny Listener, he said, uh, oh man. Oh, dang it, my phone's over there. Um, I wrote it down, but it but it was awesome. Give me a second to think about this. He said Oh, yeah, if you want to be a fool, bet all your money on Sonny. Mm. And he he said that just like confident, right? And what he was saying, he was the underdog. He was supposed to lose. Everybody was picking Sonny Lesnar to beat him. And he just did not let that thought process go. And he told them, hey, you want to be a fool? Fools, bet your money on Sonny Lesnar. I'm going to show you what I do, right? And there's that that confidence. And what did he do? He went out there and he won that fight. And I I think that's awesome. And I I love that saying because it's like, if you want to doubt me, go ahead, doubt me. I'm going to show you. Yeah. Uh, But with Conor McGregor, so things of the past, right? We should not only leave difficult things in the past. We should leave big and good things in the past. This is one of the quotes that I put on my Facebook as well, right? He said, you stare at your past and you'll end up staying there. And this, and you know, his voice. (laughs) He said, it's okay to look back and admire it, which we're talking about, right? Right. You can take a look back. Sure. He says, but you carry on. I'm not in the business of staring back at it and getting lost back there. That's what happens Mm. when we take too much time to revisit the past. We're going to find that we go back there. He said, you sleep on a win and you'll wake up with a loss. Mm. Right? I like that. The past is the past. We need to use the past, win or loss, adversity or success. If we focus on that too much, we're going to get caught up that. Like with success, right? Sure. If we think that we've made it, we're not going to go any further. Well, that, so we get comfortable. Tiger Woods, one of his best quotes of all time. Ironically, as he's starting to do well again, <laughs> he, he one of my favorite quotes of his um, is, "You know, champions never arrive; they just keep winning." And mm. it's similar mentality. It's similar to what's going on, even with all the athlete things you're talking about right now. Joel Embiid in the NBA, really, really similar. Yeah, he's the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude eight years ago was like not even touching a basketball and now he's one of the best in the NBA and he'll still go out on the court with random dudes and just school them and talk smack to them. And I'm like, 
I remember looking at his stuff and, and feeling the same way of like McGregor, like, dude, you're one of the best. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Why are you talking so big? You know you're going to beat these kids. But he's like, dude, I treat everybody the same. I don't care who you are. I love that. I just want you to know, like, I'm still coming at you like I would come at anybody else. And I actually yeah. respect that. It's kind of cool. I've looked at it as a way of like, oh, you need to be nicer to people. But it's like, look, my dad did not show me any mercy, man. He never let me beat him in a golf game. He never let me beat him in tennis. I still to this day have never beat my dad in tennis. Not ever. once? No. So his Are dad was a tennis pro for Wilson. Oh, yeah. Okay. And my dad is freaking good at like a lot of sports. Like I've never beat him in What's the one where it's against the wall? You hit the ball against the wall. Oh, racquetball. racquetball. Yeah. My dad's freaking good at racquetball, dude. Like he used to win tournaments and stuff. And he was what? a state champ diver and stuff. Like he's he has Man. random athlete things that's attached to it. So I'm like, I could beat him in basketball and whatever. And it was like when I beat him in basketball the first time, I was like, I really beat him. He was <laughs> never gonna let me actually beat him, which I it actually that's helped awesome. me. Yeah, exactly. That's people. what I was gonna say. That's good. Like going on with homeboy this weekend. I can't even remember his name. Kabil. What, what's it? Khabib. 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 So he's going against Khabib. I didn't mean to say it like with an accent, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Joe. We know you're you're actually Indian. You get away with whatever you want. Native so. American. I Native prefer. American. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Chiefs. This is my land. Chiefs. <laughs> not to be confused with the Redskins, but uh, we won't go into that. But <laughs> anyways, um, but with he's not backing down either. I mean, he's he's yeah. even he's getting to the point where he's actually getting spiteful because it's frustrating him so bad. They're like, "You're gonna shake his hand after," and he's like, "No, I'm not going to." And he's like, "How come?" And he's like, "I'm just not going to." I'm just not. It's like, dude, these guys are for real. <laughs> That's part of why I actually respect Conor McGregor at the end of the day, though, too, is that he actually pays respect back to the people. He's like, look, I am the best. Yeah. Same way that Muhammad Ali was. is like, I'm going to knock you out. You shouldn't even think that you're even close to me. I love you at the end of the day. It's cool. Yeah. I'm going to kill you, though, but I love you. And it's like, all right, cool. I like that. I, I can respect that. that. I love that. I love that. Now, so we talked about like this story, right? Um, so right now I'm reading this book called The Happiness Advantage. Way good book. 100% recommend uh, this book to everybody. Listen to me, Colton. Turn your phone off. Throw it over there. I don't know why it's going off like crazy over here. going <laughs> to put it on silent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a story, and then I want your reaction. Okay. okay. All right. So, and this goes into the thought of a counterfact and I'm going to get, you know what, you know what a counterfact is? Nope. Tell me. Good. No, not yet. I'm going to explain it to you. But first I want you to tell me what you think of this. Okay. So imagine for a moment that you walk into a bank. There are 50 other people in the bank. Mm. A robber walks in and fires his weapon once. You are shot in the right arm. Now, if you were honestly, hold on, no, 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 describing this event to your friends and coworkers the next day, do you describe it as lucky or unlucky? For me, how would I do it? Yep, as you. Dude, it's one of 50 and I got shot in the arm. I'm feeling pretty damn lucky. How most people probably would describe it is I was one of 50. How, how, did, I, how did I get that? I got shot in the arm. Out of all the other people that were in there, I'm the only one who got shot is probably how a lot of people would look at it. Yeah. Right? So so Sean, Sean Aker, I believe is his name, he um, shared this with like CEOs and executives. And he says no matter who he tells this through, he gets a 70-30% ratio. 7% claim it is supremely unfortunate. It's an event that's super unfortunate that they got shot, right? right? Out of 50, I was the one who got shot. Only 30% claimed to have been very fortunate with that same exact thought process, mm-hmm. right? And it's interesting. Now, a counter thought, and this is where it's going to tie into this story, uh, or a counter fact, is an alternate scenario our brain brains create to help us evaluate and make sense of what really happened. So when I tell you that story, you immediately create a, a, a fact, something that's not true to evaluate your thought process on that. For you, it mm. was a positive one, right? Like, gosh, I'm fortunate. What if it hit me in the head and I died? What if sure. it hit somebody else and died? What if there were women and children in there and it hit somebody else? I'm glad it hit me in my arm. Nothing else happened. Part of 
um, devaluing ourselves. There are so many people out there in that situation. So not only this, but anything that happens in our life, we can tell ourselves different stories to value and to credit how we feel about it. And so you can go down the opposite path, right? Unfortunate, it was me out of 50. Right. You know, victim, so victim, I'm going to have to take time off work. Yeah. Like, why did that guy walk into the bank and, that I was and in? even on top of that, they probably create, it's the fish story. It's like, it gets worse and worse as time goes on. It's like, they almost hit me in the head, but I launched my arm up and happened to block it at last of a second. And yeah. it's, it, it gets worse and worse as time goes on. So, And here's the crazy thing, right? We tell ourselves these stories and they're not even true. Sure. <laughs> right. It's, it's based on... Uh, future scenario that hasn't even happened yet, right? Right. So the counterfacts that we tell ourselves, um, both of them could be true, right? Either one of those situations and scenarios could have completely played out. But counterfacts, they're invented. We actually have the power in any given situation to consciously select a counterfact that makes us feel fortunate rather than helpless. And choosing a positive counterfact besides simply making us feel better sets ourselves up for the whole host of benefits to motivation and performance we know accompanies a positive mindset, right? So if, if, in, if we can retrain these thoughts, if we can retrain how we act in these situations and the perceptions that we have to it, we can create the behaviors that accompany a positive mindset. But on the other hand, he says, choosing a counterfact that makes us more fearful of the adversity actually makes it loom larger than it really is. Hmm. So let me ask you a question, Joe. I'm gonna powerful. I'm gonna ask you this because this is yep. this is really this is really good right here. <laughs> yeah. I love this. And um don't ask me questions about myself. No. So 7030. 70-30, this is a big one. I'm not gonna ask you a question about yourself. <laughs> 7030 is a big one. That's a huge statistic. Right. So why does 70% of people choose into a victim mentality first. What what's your opinion? And I've got a thought, but I want I want your opinion. Why would seventy percent choose into victim? What's in it for them? It's the comfortable and the easy way. Hmm. Uh, in in my mind, right? Like if we choose, say, the unfortunate scenario, we can play off of that. It's not going to require anything more. We can say, oh, pity me, my situation. And we can look and anticipate for something to change moving forward mm. that's outside of our control rather than us controlling that situation. Mm. I love that because that's the total <laughs> motivate side of you that I you see it. And I'm over here like... <laughs> What's the real thing, right? The soft stuff. Can you let me get to the reason behind this? No, no. That, I love it though because I'm such a yeah. why person and you're like, move, move, move. Yeah. And like, it's easy. Of course you take that route. And I'm over here like, oh, of course they would choose that because there's, there's benefits people get from being a victim. In this case, poor me gets sympathy and pity and all yeah. these things and they all feel like love they all feel like it yeah so they're like oh man it, i've got a payoff for being a victim so most people lean on that because it is easier to go that route mm -hmm. if they actually owned up to it and were like man i did this then there's probably a higher higher level of appreciation that gets to given to that person but the fear is that that won't happen mm -hmm. so they totally soak it up because they're like oh man there's something in it for me i know for sure that I've played the pity game a bunch of times and I, I like pity because it doesn't really get me what I exactly want, but it gets it close enough and they like settle for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyways, this, this reminds me of a quote and I'm sure you're familiar with this one uh, from the movie coach Carter. It's in mm. a lot of motivational things, right? It's that, um, let me pull this up and make sure I've got the right one. I, I found that oftentimes when I pull up quotes, it doesn't give me the, uh, full quote that I'm looking for. Yeah, it's like a summary of, of the actual quote. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see if I can remember it because I'm not finding the one that I want to share. Uh, it's that We're our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And I think right. it's the same in that situation, totally. right? Because if if we take that higher mindset and higher elevation, 
there's higher action, higher responsibility, higher accountability that's also associated with that. Totally. This this quote is so powerful because I believe it's oftentimes why people don't act. And and sure. and you know, like like I mentioned, right? It's easier to play the victim. It's easier to say poor and pity me because there's no light that's required with that in sure. light. I, and I, I'm comparing light to like everything that's higher sure. <laughs> in this situation. Well, it, it's, it's exactly what you said with the story thing is their story, their past has said that when they do show up them doing them, the, the thing that's actually real, real, mm, right? The real yeah. love side of it, the real self-love side of it, like, man, I'm so fortunate that I didn't die. And it's fortunate for everybody else. They didn't get shot. Not that I want to get shot, but somebody could have got shot in the head and like, I got a flesh wound, dude. I'm sweet. I'm good to yeah. go. Plus, it was only a 22, so it's okay. <laughs> I want to take a bullet for somebody. You know, if I'm ever in that situation, I hope that my actual thought process is I'm going to jump in front of that bullet because... Well, Bryce and, did. Bryce got one in his leg. <laughs> Bryce Rinkers took a bullet. But the story right. side of it, once people get into there, they yeah. the story has told them that if they are them, they will get hurt. And mm-hmm. so then they go to... Safe. Yeah, I'm safe because my mm-hmm. image. So they bump up into their image of what they think it should look like and what it should maybe what other people would yeah. probably want to see. And it's like, oh, if I if I said it this way, then I come off as arrogant and cocky and all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. And it's like, dude, just say it. It's oh, that's it's totally okay. Exactly what you said before. It's okay to be confident. It's okay to be like grateful. It's okay to have belief in yourself. Like, dude, I can handle yeah. a shot to the arm. That's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm sweet. I almost got shot in the head. <laughs> what a hell of a shot he missed. He's a terrible shot. Yeah. That's the lucky me there. <laughs> I love that. So this this is making me think about, right, like what in in order to change these thought processes and what we need to do, I think people's perceptions of what they need to be or have is set on false perceptions. Hmm. Um, so let me ask you I this. Agree, just for the record. Let me, let me ask you this. What, what do we need to change? Uh, it's a really in, good in question. Your, in your thought, like, I'm, and so with this, it, it is a little bit of a vague question, and I'm trying to get a specific answer, yeah, answer which no. is a bad interviewing technique. But um, just simply put, one or two sentences, what do we need to change? For, you're talking about with, with like a habit like that? Anything. Uh, yeah. What do we need to <laughs> right. change? I know the answer. Yeah. Like It's a funnel, right? It's, no. it's way big up here, but give me the cone down version, uh, just very simply put. Um. I I would say that um, change is synonymous with with confidence to do something anything. Yes. So, be if and there's a there's a recipe for confidence I've yeah. learned. Go ahead and expound. I'll, I'll just yep. tell you this. Go so ahead this and expound. Is, yep, I love this. So, um, when you're confident, you don't just get confidence. It doesn't just. It's not like a. It's not like something that you just. It just appears. There's. It's a byproduct. So there's a recipe to it, and it's the same thing with you. Gotta, it's like with faith, right? You gotta have to have a desire for something and <laughs> yeah. whatever. It's the same thing with whatever. It's like, hey, recognizing that you don't like where you're at is awesome. That's great. You don't like where you're at is is awesome, but saying what you don't want doesn't help you. So you have to have some sort of desire for something yeah. for sure. Yep. But then it comes down to three things. It comes down to um, you got to have some courage, have some courage, take a risk, and then see the success from it. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that change actually happens. Because then after you see that you have successfully made a change in something in one way, shape, or form, it's the make your bet approach in, in life. Once you see that you did something, Dude, then it's like... You want to be successful in life? Yeah. Make your bet in make the Make your bet every day. Love it. But it, it's that approach, though. Yeah. It's like as soon as you see that you've completed something, it's like, oh, man, I one task it's, done. I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, that's where change really happens. Yeah. But it takes a desire, some courage, and you know, an actual risk to do it, Yeah. and then see it through and actually keep going with it. So. Exactly. I, I love it. And that's so great. Like one of my favorite rappers says, said uh confidence is a stain you can't wipe off <laughs> and it's so confidence true and think is of a it stain you can't wipe off <laughs> that's that's way better than what i did it's it's compare it to a brother. muscle right sure and 
I know, I know a few things about muscles. And when you put in the work and when you develop and you grow that muscle, there's going to be a certain strength that you'll have regardless of your situation because of the work that you've put in. And this is what sure. you're describing, right? Yeah, it's exactly it's it. this confidence that you continually work on. You develop, you build. Now, there's a couple of things that you said that I like, right? Because this is, this is so true. So with my question, right, what do we need to change? Oftentimes, people think we need this laundry list of things to change. Yeah. And really... That's wrong. People think that their situation needs to be right. You have to have the right timing. I do believe in timing to some sense, right? But people believe they have to wait for the right time. And sometimes they'll put things off for years because they're afraid to move forward. People think that once I get to this level, let's say career or money-wise, right? As soon as I get to this level in my job, in my career, once I get this promotion, uh, then I'll be able to do sure. this. Or as soon as I make this much money, I'll be able then to make these changes sure. in my life, right? So this is the false <laughs> perception that I believe that people follow, that there are certain things that they need to change. When, when in essence, you said you need a desire, you need courage, and then you just need to do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's literally a state of being yeah. instead of just focusing on exactly what you said, the laundry list of like, because that's how most people do it. Mm -hmm. That's why they get stuck because they're stuck in the mechanics of everything. They're like, yeah. well, if I can just figure out all this stuff and then they get stuck on the other side of it of like, well, maybe I'll win the lottery and then everything will change for me. And it's like, dude, that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. Yeah. It's desire. It's a vision. It's, it's, it's your thought of, I don't like this. I want this. And then that's what, that's what actually changes it all. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you, Joe. So, so as part of this whole thought process, right, you mentioned first is a desire. So there's, um, a, a, I believe he's a quantum physicist. He's a, a guy that's really big. His, no, his name is Joe Dispenza, and I've been listening to him. I don't know if I've sent you over some stuff on no. him, but he's awesome. So he's, he told he's, me about he's all about this cognitive and this quantum field that's beyond what we have uh, beyond the Newtonian world. And the Newtonian world is everything that's physical and predictable. Mm. But in science, there's this quantum field that there are things that are beyond predicting and things just happen. Uh, side thought, I believe science and religion connect and this field is religious. <laughs> it's the spiritual. It's that sure. um, higher level of being that we as humans don't understand one day there will be some enlightenment and we will draw that connection and bridge between laws of current science as we understand them and those laws of science in the universe that we just don't get that's higher and above us. But anyway, Joe Dispenza talks about um, changing that thought process and this pattern that all we need is an elevated emotion, this desire to change. We can't wait for situations and the perfect scenario scenario, or of when we feel ready to make these changes. All we have to do is to have an elevated emotion to act. Now, it's kind of in this whole thought process, right? If I believe this is going to happen, it's going to happen. So before we are wealthy, we need to think, I'm, I'm sufficient. I'm happy where I'm at right now. I can find in my situation that I am wealthy <laughs> or... Uh, let's take relationships, for example. I need to be in this state in order to make my relationship work, to get into a relationship, but we have to understand and realize that you're good right now in order for that relationship to happen right? Um, or success, right? If we want success in our life, we can't tell ourselves that it's going to happen at these certain levels. We have to believe that we are successful. So what you said, there's one word that you said that's like super, super key that a lot of people lean on that word and that's why they get so stuck. It's Ooh. need. Yes. <laughs> I need to, or I should. Mm -hmm. It's all about what it needs to look like or should look like and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, dude, no, it doesn't. No, yeah. it doesn't. I did that to myself, man. Coming up in a 30, I was losing my freaking mind. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a billionaire right now. And <laughs> I've, had a really, I've had a really random life. So I, I'm not 
where I thought I was going to be at 30, but I didn't even do anything that would have got me to where I even thought I was going to be when I was 30. I don't know why that would even be a thing. I don't know why I ever thought that was how it needed to be or how I would have ever even got there. Like with success, with money and things like that. Yeah. It's exactly what you're saying. It's like, I was actually really content with where I was at. Based on results, I stayed there. I did what I was doing. I was doing what I was what I actually wanted to do. And I was chasing a dream that was, it was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And then when it ended, it was like, or when I got it even better yet, it was like, yeah, that's not even what I want. It was really interesting. And then things shifted and things shift and things shift. But, but I've caught myself so many times being in a place where it's like, oh man, I, I really need to be this. And I need to, it needs to look like this. And oh man, I'm 30. I should already have this and this and this. And I remember it was like the day of my birthday and I like took a deep breath and I was like, dude, I'm really stoked on where things went. Mm-hmm. I'm really pumped on it. I'm actually really okay with where I'm at. And then it was literally the next day I was watching something that Gary V put out talking about getting into your thirties and being freaked out. And it's like, dude, you're only 30. Hustle in you're your so 20s. young. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's says. like, and, if, and even if you didn't hustle in your, in your twenties, like you're only 30. Now you can go like you partied and you did all the other stuff and you got to travel the world and do the athlete yeah. thing and whatever. Right. Yeah. Which was what, what I did. And it was like, yeah, that was super fun, man. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, cool, man, I get, I've got so much time to go and I'm loving where I'm at. But but people get really hung up on need and it's should. this thought process that we should be yep. somewhere, this, this idea. So yeah, interesting concept, right? Oftentimes, and I think we do this as people, right? As, as part of this counterfact that we tell ourselves in the positive sense, right? I'm going to start here. By this point in my life, I'm going to be here. And we see it as a straight line when in in reality, if you look at any successful person and you can draw success and and put your own definition with that, but I'm talking about the elites of the world, uh, Bezos, Bill Gates, uh, you know, Facebook guy, (laughs) athletes, famous athletes, LeBron, (laughs) LeBron James, you know, uh, if, if these successful people, their line was not straight, there was something in their lives that happened good or bad that led them to where they're at right now. And as people, we see this highlight reel, right? We don't sure. see all of the behind the scenes things where where that straight line is squiggly. Yeah, I was gonna say, rigid. It's, and it's not even it's just all one over thing. The place. It's like several awful yeah. things. Yeah, they're really good with failure. They're yeah. really good. I yeah. so I actually just wrote a big thing on my buddy um, Jason Harwood. I wrote it today. He's one of the best at failure I've ever met. The dude doesn't believe in failure, which I love. Nice. One of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins is, failure isn't even real. The only thing that's real is results. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, great. And and so I want to come back to awesome. failure when you're done with this thought. Yeah, no. So, um, but I, the, the thought that we shouldn't fail um, really is a competition set mind, mindset that it's like, no, I've got to win. But really, it's not that I've got to win. It's I've got to win first. And that's what people actually bring into failure. It's not really about being successful. It's like I'm comparing myself to other people. That's really all it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And if they hadn't, then it's like, okay, I'm not there yet. I'm just still going. And when they get there, then they'll probably see that they're not even exactly where they want to be still because they're in that same mindset still that it's like, yeah, yeah I got to where I was. I actually want to be over here. This would be really cool. Oh, how I, I got over there. Now it's like, okay, now I'm going to go over here. <laughs> yeah. But there's a ton. What you're saying is that there is a lot of downs uh, with the ups. Oh, yeah. Tons of downs. And even yeah. the best of the best. People are ripping apart Donald Trump right now because they're like, oh, he's had so many failures. And it's like, yeah, of course he has. <laughs> so has everybody. Yeah. Michael Jordan talks all the time. Remember how about his career all started? His many, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, couldn't even make the high school Think team. About, exactly. So, yeah, it's, exactly. it's awesome. It, anyways, that's... Yeah, there's there's so many of them. This story. So I, going to your I love this, right? No, no, no. It's, it's this topic of adversity. Sure. Right? Adversity and failure. But, but first, right, you say... Uh, Jason doesn't believe in failure, and I don't either, but I believe that there is one form of failure, um, and 
failure is inaction. Hmm. Failure Good is call. when you do not move forward. Failure is not trying and falling short. That's a lesson. Right. There's something to be learned from that. Failure is you do something, you fall short, you don't do anything, you don't move forward, totally. you wallow in that, and you stop moving forward. That 100% is failure. You failed at that point. Sure. But if you keep trying things like Harvard, right? Like yeah. I totally agree with this 100%. There are going to be times when you do things and they don't work out. There are going to be doors shut in your face. There are going to be obstacles that you're going to have to go around. And this is where, right, people do not see adversity. People do not see adversity in these successful people's lives. And they think, why am I having to go through this? Right. Why? What is, what is the reason behind this? Um, interesting. Um, Jeff Applebaum. So I, I, love Jeff. I uh, put a couple, I hope Jeff listens. I'm giving him a shout out here. Uh, but nice. I, I posted this quote. Um, let's see if I can find it real fast. It was, this quote it was from, that. yeah, dude, do it, bro. I'm, I'm, you keep going. You, you know, next, next time we do this call, you bring your laptop, Whatever, you bring dude. your books, you, you do what you need. Um, because that's, that's what I want this to be about. All right. So, with, with adversity, right, when we fail is when we don't find that path upwards, when we stop and we uh, stop taking action. We let those roadblocks halt our action. That's, that's, in my mind, a failure. So when people say, like, I don't believe in failure, I agree if we continue moving. There right. is no such thing as a failure. Totally. But if that momentum and that motion stops, that, you know what, that's, that is the ultimate worst. It's but, pretty much as good as death. Yeah, honestly, exactly. Inaction's just death. Yeah. So. Yep. So with adversity, right? There's there's a reason for that, and uh, I mentioned Jeff, so I put this quote on my Instagram story. I'll just you know take a picture of the book and put it on my story, share it with other people. And surprising, I haven't really um, been connected or you know talked to Jeff that much. And it was interesting that he reached out and he shared this thought with me. He said. I love it. He's like, I love people who preach about adversity. He said so many times people want to brush it off and don't even want to mention it. And he's like, I, I'm, I'm happy you shared that quote. And I was like, that's awesome. And I didn't even think about it, right? With a positive mindset, so often people do that. They push adversity. They push right. hard things to the side. They don't even look at them. When those adversities or what has created all of these elite successful people. That's how ourselves, we're going to get to that elite status. Um, I definitely believe that we need to go through adversity. Yeah. Now, it says when some people meet adversity, and I think this is that 70%, right? We talked about this sure. ratio, 70-30. When some people meet adversity, they simply stop looking for ways to turn fail failures into opportunities or negatives into positives. That's a failure. Others, the most successful among us, know that it's not the adversity itself, but what we do with it that determines our fate. Hmm. Some will sit helpless while others gather their wits, capitalize on their strengths, and forge ahead. So again, right, that, that positive, negative mindset, how we see, perceive, and move forward with these ad adverse situations in our life is definitely going to make us either a failure, not taking action, or moving forward, taking that adversity and letting it build us right. up, right? Like what we've, what we've been talking about tonight, <laughs> the past is not you. It's what yeah. you do from this moment moving forward. <clears throat> and if you really, it, it's, I, I like how Jeff called that out too. And he's like, yeah. hell yeah, people avoid talking about it. Because yeah. especially on social media, everything's just pretty and beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons I am grateful for my wife, dude. She is pretty. Well, she's really pretty. She does all the pretty <laughs> stuff, but she also is not afraid to talk about stuff that in she's times real. past. I'm like, dude, yeah. you don't need to talk about the negatives. <laughs> and she's like, why the hell not? And I'm like, okay, you're right. Do whatever you want. <laughs> and, um, and I've actually really appreciated that. But one of the things I've really found valuable from looking at adversity period or looking at failures period or loss or or your past in, in and of itself is, that's exactly, 
exactly. The, number one, you know that you can get through it because you already have. Yeah. Um, and number two, um, when you look at adversity in a, a positive mindset or you look at your past in a positive mindset and you actually look at it and go through it, it's the same way that you're talking about with your muscle thing. If you skirt around your your workout and you like hop on the bench thing and you're like, you know, kind of pushing up the bench machine there like a couple times <laughs> and you're like, dude, I went to the gym today. Yeah. There's a difference between having hard things in life and actually going through the hard things in life. Yeah. So skirting things doesn't help you in life at all. Yeah. Skirt. And you can't skirt around (laughs) adversity. You got to go through the adversity. (laughs) And a lot of times people will pray, you know, for really big things and then things will happen. And they're like, dude, no, no, no. I asked for, I asked for all these miracles and I'm getting all this hard crap. And it's like, yeah, how, how do you think you're going to get there? Without doing A, B, C, D, D, E, F before you get to G. Yep. Like, you got to do this stuff first. It, the miracles will come, but that's one thing that I really admire about people that are successful is that they don't, they don't look for a lottery ticket. They don't wait for the miracle to happen. Miracles do happen, mm-hmm. and it comes from you actually doing work. That's the way, in my opinion, the way that God works is that he puts things there for you. He puts obstacles there for you to to hurdle, to go through, to have things to step on so that, and the other side of it, it's like, dude, I can handle it. It's the same way, it's the it's the butterfly story, which yeah. we, we can talk about another time. I don't know if you're familiar with the butterfly story. You ever, you ever heard that? Is this like the butterfly effect or is this different? No, butterfly story. I'll be brief. I'll just be really quick. Don't tell Let's it, just dude. Just say, okay, yeah, we'll go We'll go quick here because I've, I've got about 10 minutes before no. I got to jam. No, I love you. you. Can't. I you do. Can't do. I got to because I love Casey. I got to get there. Casey Burke, you wait. Colton's mine right now. <laughs> I already, I already told him seven forty-five. I got to be there seven forty-five. I'm a man of my word now, Joe. <laughs> so, um, but the butterfly story, essentially, I'll be really brief with it. Yeah, is uh, a man is sitting one day and he's he's watching a butterfly as it's emerging from its cocoon and he's waiting for hours and hours and hours and watching him just slowly, slowly emerge. And as he gets what it looks like as far as he can go, it just stops. The butterfly stops. And he's like, oh, the guy's just waiting for hours and no movement. So the guy in his goodwill goes and grabs a little, you know, a little exacto knife and helps cut a little slit in the cocoon for him so that it can oh, emerge, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. And so then the butterfly uh-huh. emerges out and it's got this shriveled body and shriveled wings. And the guy's yeah. just waiting and waiting. And it just finally falls to the ground mm-hmm. and it's done and it was done and he's just like what in the crap and in the guy in his good will and what he was trying to do is give him a hand you know trying to help him yeah we do that in life a lot with people oh yeah but really what he missed out on is that that struggle all the stuff that was going on for them the hours and hours and hours of like being stuck in one spot even that yeah. one really really hard one that you're talking about the big fail yeah is God's way of forcing fluid into the butterfly's wing so that the second it emerges, it's ready for flight. It's ready to go. It's never even flown, but it can do it. It's got all the power in the world there. And, you know, a lot of times we, we pray for, for things to happen and we're given adversity. We pray for, for, for love and we're given people to take care of. And you know all the yeah. opposites of what is this it is a that Bednar we want. Quote? No, no, dude, this is. I read, I read something very similar to this. But this is it awesome. was something yeah. my dad shared with me years ago, and I've I've always loved that yeah. story. It's always been something that's hit me because I'm like, it's so true. I can do it. I yeah. can do it. And I had this rock in my room that said, "I can do hard things." As a, <laughs> it's on a rock, right? And so it's like, yeah, you're hard. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, anyways. Write that on my abs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rock hard. I can do hard, do things. hard things. So it's so interesting that you, you mentioned God. You mentioned this principle that we receive things that are tough, challenging, and difficult in our life. So let me let me drop this knowledge on you right here. I'm ready for it. A uh, couple more couple more thoughts and then we can we'll uh we'll let you go to dinner, I guess, with Casey. Yeah. But uh and my so, wife. she doesn't want to be there home alone. So oh, is he going to your house? Yeah. Okay. Um so see if you know who said this. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh see my if you gosh. know this. I don't often, like often the deep valleys of our present will be o- will be understood only by looking back on them from the mountains of our future experience. 
Often we can't see the Lord's hand in our lives until long after trials have passed. Often the most difficult times of our lives are essential building blocks that form the foundation of our character and pave the way to future opportunity, understanding, and happiness. Is that, is that Holland? No, it's no. the German. It's Uchtdorf. You Deutsch. said it off the bat, so I was like, maybe it's not Uchtdorf, because you already said it. So Did I? It's gotta be, well, you, you said it, it sounds like Uchtdorf, and then uh, and then you were sharing a quote, so I'm like, well, it's probably not Uchtdorf. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. I should have yeah. just said Uchtdorf. That's who I thought it was, because yeah. you said it all right off the bat. I forgot. <laughs> and it's okay that I'm off. I'm, I'm totally okay right. with not was, getting things right. It was a good guessing game, but right. That's, that's essentially what you're yeah, seeing, right? We're, we don't know what this is doing for us other than there will be some point. I want to move, remove like the religious. I don't want to turn anybody off, right? Sure. Anything hard that we go through in life at some point, there will be a moment where we understand why that happened. Only if we continue to move forward through it and to make it through, it will strengthen us. It will build that character of who we are. Sure. Like we need to pass through that, which is why when, when, Jeff said that it just made me start thinking about all these things, right? With all the successful people, you you ask any of them, it's the difficult times in life that made them succeed in who they are today. And that perception, right, that I'm going to go through my 20s, I'm going to be successful at my 30s. If you didn't go through any difficult shit, that's not going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. I'm 100% of a believer that Everybody has adversity in their lives and we need to go through tough times in order to succeed and to grow. Um, I'm with you, Joe. What What other thoughts do you have or are you just ready to get out of here and eat some dinner? No, um, I've, I've got another thought here. Uh, do it. Remember, it's only, a, it's only like a 10-minute drive home, so I know, you he's, can leave. He's calling me and texting me and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to answer right now. <laughs> Okay, so when you see this, you'll know why, son. Um, but I've got, I got like seven I'll, minutes. I'll beat him up. He's a big dude. He's gotten big. And yeah. he's also not been in the gym as much as he should. So get in the gym, Casey. That's where I saw him. <laughs> I, so uh, future topic of conversation is going to be the gym because I love the gym. Nice. But how lessons I'm excited to talk about some really controversial things. Oh, is this what you're bringing uh, up? Okay, nope. before, no, we're oh, not going I was like, to. We're not I was going like, to. I was like, before you do, I, I got a good thought no, no, and no. I don't want to detract what, you know the, the good messages that we're sharing. No, here. and it's not even... See, that's the difference, Joe. I'm looking at a different light, son. Well, not I, like, I like controversial things because... Because the only it's it's the same way with the adversity side of it. Controversial yeah, issues are, but the issue that comes down to it at the end of the day. Let's smoke weed. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go I'm on all that for thing. controversial thing. Nah, no, just <laughs> but but at the end of the day, um, the controversial stuff comes down to people deciding what's right and what's wrong. I don't really care if it's right or wrong. That doesn't matter to me. It, I I think yeah. that that's an invalid. Um, argument fine you can be right and i can be wrong if that's what you want i don't really care i'm still gonna have my opinion i'm gonna have but what i love about controversial issues going into the same thing with this is that um that's a lot of the reason that people do feel like they failed failed is that they did something wrong and Mm -hmm. that's a lot of the reason that their past gets stuck the way it is is that they did something wrong it's it's not about right or wrong. It's just taking a look at things and recognizing like this stuff isn't. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, yeah. That doesn't work for me. And and this over here, I like this. This is that's where I want to be. That that's yeah. that works for me. That's what it's all about. And when we recognize like, hey, um, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. And I'm I'm going this way from now yeah. on and clearing out. That's the whole reason I'm going both sides is because I'm going right through the center of it. Yeah, I'm going this way. A lot of times people are, are thinking that when they make a change in life, they have to differentiate their angle going a completely different place. And it's like, no, no, no. You go right through the center of it, man. It's a tough thing. Sometimes you have to distance yourself from people, situations, work, whatever it is, mm-hmm. in order to get to something else. And that doesn't mean that you have to leave town, flee the scene and all that kind of stuff. It's like, look... It could be as simple as just choosing something different. 
just make a different choice, yeah. but actually see that you actually have other choices. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day is that you feel like you failed. You feel like you're done and you're lost. I mean, I've been talking to some people the last couple of days about they're doing some stuff with suicide prevention things. I get to go and speak to schools every once in a bit about nice, it. And I yeah. love it. That's awesome. And at the end of the day, people don't see that they have choices and mm -hmm. they do. You've always got another choice. You always have a choice, yeah. always. Yeah. And especially in this situation, talking about hard things, adversity, failures, um, past, all that kind of stuff. You've got a choice for the future. You've got something. Yeah. So I want to, I want to revisit that 70, 30 rule, right? Cool. Uh, because, well, it's not necessarily a rule. Those were just percentages that were, were given, but I believe it should be a rule. What, what Jeff was saying to me in, you know, his, the message to me on Instagram and what you're saying right now is completely true, right? Sometimes we want to put things that are uncomfortable out of our comfort zone aside, not even focus on them. And that's what Jeff was saying, right? Too many people focus so much on positivity, but they don't bring in adversity. Right. I think with 70, 30, 70% of our lives have to be positive, but we need to recognize and understand that 30%, 30% probably should be negative, bad, difficult, outside of our comfort zone. Sure. Because without a balance of both of those, that scale is not going to be right, right? We can yeah. focus on so many good things and push all the bad things to side. That's not going to benefit us. That's not going to get us anywhere. We can focus on only the topics that are not controversial. And, and that's going to play the same effect, right? There's going to be some sheltering there. Right. There's not going to be this exposure that we need to go through everything like you're saying. And so, yeah, I, I completely agree. Controversy, bring in controversy. Let's we'll do talk it. about it. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be some good stuff. We're going to, I'm just going to even give a spoiler. We're going to talk about some Kavanaugh things, but not about <laughs> the actual Kavanaugh situation. I, I want to talk about that situation. Okay. In a different light and talking let's about what's do it. actually cancel dinner. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about things that are most important from that. The, it's, it's the good, better, best situation. There's nice. good things that work. There's some better situations. There's a best case scenario that could come yeah. from things. And it's not about right or wrong. Again, uh, I love the good, better, best idea. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that another time, but all right. Um, I'll let you. So I'll let you finish this out. Just know yeah. I love. I've loved this. This is this totally good, different than right? I thought it was going to this be. This is just good, for huh? And I was like, "No, that's not fun. Let's get into the dirt really quick." But it, we did. It was oh, fun. We, we got, got into got dirty into things. I I like hard stuff, Joe. I don't like being in fluff. I like <laughs> hard shit. Oh yeah. So I like this. This is this was good. I, I I've just had a, a smile on my face this whole time because the conversation is awesome. I've had a few thoughts and it's been awesome. When I put these thoughts together, I didn't link them, but somehow like they linked perfectly through our conversation. Mm. I've actually got through most of the things that I've put down here on my little note sheet um, of, of everything that I've wanted to talk about. So let me wrap up with this quote by old Teddy Roosevelt um, of the Rough Riders. It says, and I'm on Google here, uh, and then I want you to share about your um, consulting yeah, sure. Okay. And then we're done. And then you can go to dinner with the <laughs> selfish Casey Burke who's cutting our podcast short. <laughs> I love how he keeps ripping you, Casey. I hope you watch this, man. <laughs> Tell him about it. That's right. <laughs> Tell your friends. Casey, it's controversy. I'm going to be late. Just so you it's know, I'm already going to be late. See, I'm, but... already, I'm already making some controversy Look with you, Casey, me. Okay. Oh, so here's a quote him. by Theodore Roosevelt. And this is the last thought that I want to leave with everybody listening here today. If there's something that you get from this let this thought be what you take with you and it's about this whole concept of failure right in action it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how this strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows, in the end, the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place 
shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Like it, Joe. Good quote. <laughs> so good, huh? I love how much you Powerful. love quotes, too. I Gosh. love it. I oh, like man. I've got, I've got a bank. I know you do. Tell us about Rock Bank Consulting. That's uh, not I'll the be name brief. of it. It is. It is technically. That's what the LLC is called, is Brock Bank Consulting Boom. LLC. So. I just created that. Give me credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's been around for like... like I just said it here on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has heard of it, but I yeah, just said know, that. <laughs> I made my first blog spot of it today, so technically it's... Weird, I never right heard of on it. The same. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was calling this system the friend, right? And I did it with just teens for a long time. But oh, Craigslist. Yeah, Craigslist. I was trying to <laughs> making man? me sound really bad right now, like man a pedophile. Seeking man. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. All you're, right. You're saying man seeking boy because I just said <laughs> oh, teenagers. Yeah. Don't say oh, that. I, well, so I, I've been I, doing no, it. I said man. I man was doing teen mentoring man. for a long man time. Seeking yeah, man. man? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen horrible yeah. bosses? <laughs> All that right. is funny. I'm funny. Okay. So you are funny. So, anyways, Brock Bank Consulting, what I'm doing is I'm uh I just want to help people get through the crap. That's what I want to do. So a lot of people that are stuck in life, they don't really know why they're stuck. I'm there to help people figure out what it is that's helping them in that spot, whatever's going on, whether you think it's a big thing or a little thing, it doesn't really matter if you're stuck um, emotionally, if you're stuck with relationships, if you're stuck with family things, if you're, st- which is also relationships tied in there as well. Um, if you're stuck with uh, financial things, if you're stuck with a sport that you like or a hobby or whatever it is that you do, mm-hmm. if you're stuck at a certain spot, there's probably a pattern holding you back from getting there. There's habits you've got. There's blind spots. Uh, I want to help people figure out what's going on, what's blocking them. And uh, I'm really, I'm really uh, into it. I like it a lot. Yes. It's a passion of mine. And um, I've had some really great mentors over the last year or so. They've become some of my best friends that have really, really um, help me to recognize how to use this strength. So that's yeah. what I'm doing. So awesome. I'm, I'm helping out with uh, adults, couples, teens, do it all, man. So if somebody's interested in this, how yep. do they find you? How do they sign up? Um, how do they contact you? Yeah, find me. You can you can email me at brockbankconsulting at gmail.com or you can even um, find me on Instagram at Colton Brockbank. Um, find me on there. Uh, talk to Joe. Uh, text me, whatever, man, whatever it is. Find me on Facebook, Colton Brockbank. I've got a Facebook coach page as well on there. So nice. I don't really use it. I kind of just send whatever I've got on my Instagram on there. But but they're welcome to message me wherever they want. Get a hold of me. Nice. Come talk to me. Um, I want to help you. I yeah. want to assist you in your life and uh, get you through all your crap. I, I like the hard it. stuff, man. So bring We're just it. creating optimal lives bring out it. there, optimal use. Bring it. Use. All right. Hey, Colt, this episode has been awesome. Thanks for thanks for coming and uh, sharing your thoughts. I've, I've loved it. I've enjoyed the conversation that we had, and I hope that you guys out there have enjoyed the conversation as well. Now, I know we keep saying, oh, we're going to end, we're going to end. Real fast, though, on your story, your buddy, Jason, you were telling him to go on a podcast and share his success story. If your buddy's interested, if Jason's interested, love to have him on Optimal You because really that is neat how he is living his optimal life right now. I'd love to jump in and hear how he's created this success. As you've mentioned, he's had doesn't believe in failure. I'm sure he's had Dude, instances. He's a high school dropout to millionaire. <laughs> I mean, is, it's yeah. really cool. This is so, crazy. So, so, so we'll, invitation. We'll have him on. I'm just gonna say invitation right now, to Jason he's to coming. figure out maybe even next week. How I I would love that. Okay, I would love that uh, to hear his his story of how yeah. he's living his optimal life. Colt, yeah. thank you everybody Joe, for listening today. Go. We will put up information <laughs> where you can get. Brock Bank Consulting. You can yep. catch up with Colton so he can help you. And subscribe here. Hit the like button. Share it with your peeps, man. There's people that want to hear this stuff. Joe knows his stuff. Good. There's some good quotes in here. There's some nuggets. Spit your and game, there's a lot of love sh- from this dude. So send him over here. I'm going to tell you right now, there isn't another podcast that's going to create more uh, motivation, healing, all the love in the world that's coming up here soon. Suck it, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man. We got this. (laughs) Anyways, I love you. All right. Thanks, Colt.
Take care. Enjoy dinner. Bye, everybody.